Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. All right, let's be real about this. Let's talk about suffering. And let's talk about it in terms of how suffering can sometimes have take a toll on us, right? It can take a toll on our confidence. It can take a toll on our faith. It can take a toll on our relationships. And a lot of times it can also take a toll on our sense of um, beauty, our sense of worth, our physical appearance. And specifically today, I'm talking with Catherine Wolf, and she and I are diving right into how do we actually discover a deeper level of beauty through our suffering, especially when that suffering somehow touches us physically, whether that's a chronic illness or a tragic brain injury or um, motherhood or something else, um, loss, those things can really affect us physically. And so um, we're diving right into it. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Catherine and her story just so you have a smidge of a background, but she's going to go into this a lot as we focus on redefining beauty. Okay. So Catherine is um, an incredible woman. She's an author. She's a speaker, but she was a new mom at 26 years old, and then she suffered a near-fatal brain in, um, brainstem stroke, okay? She and her husband, Jay, have since written their narrative of hard circumstances, and they know that we all have scars and that we all share the story of struggle in our own ways. But they are on a mission to share how much more so we all share the story of strength. Today, the couple runs the nonprofit ministry Hope Heals and are advocates for disabled individuals and their families. The couple inspires hundreds of thousands daily through in-person talks, their nonprofit ministry Hope Heals, and so much more. So all that said, we know that beauty has meaning, but it may not be what we're being sold. Despite the relentless messages of a multi-billion dollar industry, beauty is both internal and external and experiencing it has nothing to do with good lighting or nighttime serum. Okay. This is such a good conversation. She brings so much wisdom to this conversation, to this topic about what does it look like to redefine beauty through our suffering? And I'm not even going to try to summarize this anymore. I'm just going to let you listen to it. So Let's do this. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Catherine, welcome to She. Hey, thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I'm so excited for our community to get to know you and our and your story. And you and I were just briefly talking um, before we hopped on air about 
you know, having some perspective on kind of being able to let the little things go once you've suffered um, some things in life. And I think you're such a great example of that. And it's really um, through my own struggles this year, I've had to learn that on a whole new level. And so I think that's going to be a really important thing that I'd love to talk about, but maybe you can just share with us a a little, maybe SparkNotes version of your story and what you were doing before that very pivotal event in your life. Absolutely. Um, As a 26-year-old young mom, I had a massive brainstem stroke and very nearly died. And it was out of nowhere, no warning, no symptoms, nothing, perfectly healthy to my knowledge. And um, this little um, collection of blood vessels had formed in my brain and caused something similar to a brain aneurysm, Mm. but way worse, called an AVM, yeah. And it ruptured in my brainstem and caused a massive stroke. And basically, I went into two years of full-time recovery in hospitals and was relearning to eat and speak and walk. And then for about the next three years, I was in kind of a cycle of surgeries. I have 11 surgeries. And after that, and leading up until today, I I am doing so much better, but it's not like I got fully restored and now talk about it. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm still in a wheelchair nearly full time. I can hobble around with a cane mm-hmm. and I have a hand that doesn't work and my face is paralyzed on one side. And I'm deaf in one ear and my eyes don't track. Um, I have terrible double vision now. Mm. And I can't drive a car at all. Haven't driven since before um, 2008. And I, yeah, I have um, a really wonderful, incredible life. And I love Mm. it so much. Mm. Um, But it is not, you know, on the other side of that miracle, um, life went back to normal. There was no Mm. going back from Mm. this. Um, But I've had incredible opportunities. Um, Post-struck, I've even gone on to have a second child named John, who's five years old now. And my husband and I have written two books about our story and kinds of lessons learned now for what now and suffering. Uh-huh. I feel like we got an education on suffering. And uh-huh. I, um, yeah, I, I love living a life that I never thought I in a million years I could live. Hmm. And it's an incredible life. And I think that is so important for all of us is the life right in front of you is there for a reason. And hmm. don't miss it. Wishing you had something else. Wow. Well, I needed to hear that. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> oh, you're so but, welcome. Uh, it's true for us all. It is so we true. We have to learn that whatever remains when lots and lots has been taken Mm. from us and we've been ravaged, what do we do? Mm. Well, you take what remains and you build a life Mm. and you build a life that you love. It's up to you. Mm. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. You know what I think just really struck me too that you said is um, that you said there was no going back to normal. And I'd love if we can just maybe park there for a minute because I think that is something that we – you know, personally in my life, but I know a lot of people when we go through an unexpected trial, tragedy or hardship, um, which can sometimes be interchangeable and there's sometimes different varying degrees of that. But Mm -hmm. when we go through something like that or something that's been 
when we lose something precious to us, whether it's the life that we had or a child or a spouse or a friend or whatever that might look like, um, look, I think there's that, that really hard season that you walk through. That's like, I want that back. Right. Like something that, right. and, and when you know that you're, you're almost forever changed and marked by that situation, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, or all of the above. Um, it's difficult yes. to accept. I think that my normal, I'm never going to be the same that I was because this event has changed me forever in one way or yes. another. And I'm yes. curious what, from your journey, what that kind of was that something that you felt like you accepted right away once you became aware of that? Or was it something that took some time? Like, what did that look like kind of coming to that place of, okay, I'm never going to be the same and my life isn't going to be the same. And I've lost some things that are very precious to me and I have to relearn how to still build a good and beautiful life out of this. Um, Absolutely. I would just love your perspective on that. Oh yeah. Well, the reality is Nobody can ever go back. That's mm. just a total lie. Whatever has been, has been. And there's there's only forward. Mm. You can never go back. Mm. And I think when I finally wrapped my mind around that, and with it, a desire to not go back. Mm. I loved my old life. I mm. loved um, when I could run and do aerobics yeah. and drive a car and easily go through a a drive-through line and get a snack Mm. but um, my life now is better Mm. and richer um, without being able to do 10,000 things I used to and I think the key for us all how to get to that place is to focus on what is and not what isn't Mm. and stop listening to the voices around you that are competing with you. If we're looking around, of course, it looks better over there. Mm -hmm. But if we're concentrating on right here, it's going to feel pretty awesome because I'm staying in it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they say, the grass is always greener over there because she's watering it, Mm. tending it. If we're standing in grass looking at hers, ours is getting nasty and old and gross. Mm. (laughs) But when we can can tend our grass, it's looking pretty awesome. And they're not worried about hers anymore. Mm. And I think that is so important is I think I stopped comparing myself to other people. Like I don't Mm. care what they do. I've got my own journey here and Mm. it's going to be different. And I'm talking years. I'm making light of it. I think about five years, five, which is so Mm. important to say out loud Mm. because people want you to bounce back right after Mm -hmm. a tragedy and, you know, come on out with guns blazing and write a book and Mm. change the world. And the reality is, no, there are years, Mm -hmm. I believe, of work Mm -hmm. to be done in the darkness before you can talk about it. Mm -hmm. And what has been so healing for me on my journey is to recognize that the trail that I get to blaze through my dark suffering will illuminate the path for someone else through their darkness. Mm. And that is power. When you can recognize you get to be a part of the future healing of other people, it changes how you feel about your situation. And I will say that comes with time too, because right after my stroke, I didn't care how many people in the world were inspired by my story. Mm -hmm. Like that didn't matter. My feelings were really hurt. I felt like God really hurt my feelings here. Mm -hmm. And um, very, I felt like the victim. Like I cannot even believe this is my life and this is my story. Mm -hmm. And it took basically five years 
to kind of wake up and recognize that there are no mistakes in life, none, I believe zero. Mm -hmm. So this is somehow a part of what God has for me in my story of my life. Mm -hmm. And when I can view my life as a story that God is writing, there are chapters that may be really hard and really Mm -hmm. painful, but I believe it's a good story he's writing so I can trust it and live into it. Yeah, um, I feel like you are totally blazing the trail for other sufferers in their own ways. I mean, even just listening, it's I can nod my head in agreement, but I think my heart sometimes struggles to get there sometimes um, in Isn't the middle of hardship. True? Yeah, yes. I'm like, I would typically agree with that on paper, but when it becomes you and when it becomes your story in your own way where you find yourself almost feeling, I was talking to my therapist about this and so this is, and you touched on it, so I want to know what you think, but the feeling, yeah. you know, we may have, this is something we talked about how how can you relate to others going through their own suffering even if the sufferings feel very different and um, right and or are the situations are very different and one thing she said is there's often this commonality this connection point even if they're totally different scenarios of disbelief that you um, wrestle with almost feeling like how is this my life like how is this happening what is going on yes. and you almost question like did I do something wrong? Like, how is this real? It feels fake when you go through something that um, just totally debilitates you emotionally and spiritually and just everything. And I'm curious, did that disbelief feeling, it sounds like that lasted for a while for you. So that makes me feel more normal (laughs) seeing where you are now. (laughs) Well, Jordan, let me say it again and be sure you heard it. Five years, you know, it wasn't even like a few months, Hmm. five hard years of wrestling like can this be what my life will look like mm. before I could really embrace it and say like the wheelchair is actually a seat of honor in my mm. story. I'm proud to sit in it and represent disabled population. Mm. And that's crazy. Like mm. how can you get to that place? But mm. time has a beautiful way of changing perspective, first of all. And and you have to give things time. Like seasons are going to hit you differently when you've been mm. through really hard things. Yeah. Like the first year of the Christmas, I mean, it was like torture. Yeah. Like I just the differences of what I could do and not do or whatever, mm. a birthday. I mean, mm. life is very hard. But I think what you touched on is so important for us all to give each other permission to enter into different types of suffering that we're all dealing with. Everybody has different stuff going on, Mm. but it's all part of the same story of suffering. So Mm. I say it like this. There's different brands of brokenness. We all experience different Mm. brands for sure, but it's all part of the same story Mm. of suffering. And if we have eyes to see it this way, strength, there is strength to be found through, I believe, deep suffering, not Mm. in spite of it. Yeah. Oh, that's so. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. 
And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Hey, look at you. Florist by day, student by night. Student by day, nurse by night. Since 1998, Penn State World Campus has led the charge in online education, offering access to more than 175 in-demand programs taught by our expert faculty. We offer flexible schedules, scholarships, and tuition plans to help you reach your educational goals online. Penn State World Campus delivers on your time. Click the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. That's worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. Good. I actually shared this on social media recently, but it reminds me of what you just said. I was feeling that I'm sure I want, I want to talk about beauty too, because this is something that I think um, yeah. when you go through anything physically that is somewhat traumatic or really traumatic, yes, yes. Um, it really can mess with your mind. And um, I had written about uh, something my mom had shared with me. And um, when I was telling her, you know, I, I had gone through two pregnancies and losses in six months and obviously very different from your situation, but it felt like something precious was taken from me. And on top of that, it affected me very physically and took, it it takes a toll on your body. Right. Um, and I told her, I said, I just don't, I look in the mirror and I don't recognize myself. I don't feel like myself. And she's like, well, that's what wisdom looks like. And then she referenced something called patina, which is that, um, you know, in like a copper bowl, it's that like green rust that kind of forms over time. And, um, it's like, I guess in some cultures, those bowls are 
considered more beautiful because they show like character and they've been worn and whatnot. And she referenced that and she kind of told me like, hey, those battle marks or those stretch marks that you now have or those different things that you're recognizing on your body, that's your patina. Like those are your like wisdom marks is kind of how she described it. And totally. I thought that was yes. such a powerful way because so often I think culture and beauty, I mean, beauty really has been so manipulated, I think, by comparison, by social media, yes, by media. And totally. I know what you've been through has obviously very um, much affected you physically, like you were sharing. And so I'm curious, like from that perspective, maybe before this, your stroke and now where you are, or, you know, afterwards, after healing through that somewhat um, emotionally, what did beauty, what defined beauty for you then? Or what did you feel like was beauty then? And how has that changed or has that changed since then? Uh, uh, incredible question. But before I answer it, I have to speak to what you just said and say <laughs> okay. that the scars that remain are the best part of our stories because the scars mean you live, you know, mm, yeah. scars are your proof. So whether it's stretch marks or it's a paralyzed face, it means we're here, mm. you know, it means we survived what we've been through. It's the battle, it's the battle of scars, I think. Mm. <laughs> and that is a huge gift mm. in all of our stories yeah. to me beauty appearance the whole deal is super complicated and i don't pretend to have all of the answers but i will tell you some of where i've kind of landed um in a, in a pretty deep dive these past 12 years um number one growing up um a female in the deep south gave me just a special kind of issue in these departments mm. <laughs> and i will tell you that um i believe so much of the story of our beauty of the way we look is not actually about how we feel about ourselves it's about what other people have told us to feel about ourselves mm. i think it's so disturbing to think through like so your story of your appearance, does it come from like what you think about yourself or does it come from what mm. almost strangers or well-meaning family members said at critical points in your life? Because mm. when you peel it back, like really beauty is about walking away from the shame that we all feel. I know that's kind of a crazy sentiment, but I really think that people have some messed up issues about their appearance. And then they're taking all of that and comparing themselves to like something they see on social media mm -hmm. or in a magazine or somewhere that's airbrushed and ridiculous and looks nothing like a real woman. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to ask the question of who is telling you the story of your beauty, of your appearance. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think inside all of us, there is a deep longing for beauty. I don't think beauty in and of itself is a bad thing in the least. It's just been so corrupted mm. and like made to be only one way and really like messed up by our world really, mm. really badly. Our culture defines beauty so narrowly mm -hmm. that virtually no one can be in that club mm. and that's messed up mm. and that messes us all up. I think too that the imperfections on our bodies are a hundred percent the best parts of our stories mm. and we live more interesting lives because of the parts of us that aren't quote-unquote normal mm. you know I think I um I've come to a place with my paralyzed face that was like 
really hard to come to. I can't even smile normally at all. Mm. Half my face doesn't move. But to where my little crooked grin is like my signature. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I love it now. It just mm. represents who I am. And it mm. says to the world, like, I've been through a lot. Mm. You know, my face is marked. I am marked by what's happened mm. to me. And I think that is just such a healthy relationship with it. It doesn't remotely need to be hidden. I can remember a time after the stroke where I didn't really want anybody to see me. You know, mm. I didn't want video footage of me on the internet, seriously, at mm. all. Like, mm. And now, like, um, it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's been a journey for sure, but there's a recognition of, no, I'm not going to let someone else decide how I feel about my appearance. Mm. I get to decide that. Mm. So good. So good. And honestly, such a challenge, I think, for all of us, whatever that looks like. But I, I love that you're saying your scars are your proof. And then you're even the things that, like you said, almost like your signature, too. You know, it's, right. it's, a, yes. it's a brand of uniqueness that no one else has in the same way. And I love that. Absolutely. No, and no one on earth does. It's uniquely yours. And mm. that is such a gift to offer it openly to the world. Yeah. And so the right. irony is, is, you know, so much with women is connected to like, what will the men think? Think, mm. which is always so tragic because like who cares yeah right <laughs> who cares what anyone thinks why are you obsessed with some guy when you were 13 years old that told you your thighs were big like mm. he sucks <laughs> <laughs> he totally we sucks don't need to listen to, like, that voice in our head anymore it's time right. to move on right. and i've had a lot of therapy through the years mm. um just in accepting so much of this life and myself that one of the best lessons the therapist have walked me through is how to tune out how to mm. stop how how to how to choose and cultivate who you want to speak into your life mm. and don't listen to the rest of the literal people watching your life like mm. you get to choose what voices to tune into and care what they think mm. instead of caring what the world thinks of you and how you look or how you act or what you do no you have what what i've termed a soul's board of directors mm. where i get to decide who my soul is going to listen to and and mm. you're not one of those people <laughs> not you jordan just <laughs> the mean guy mm. like i get to decide what voices i tune into and that's where i'm going to listen to things like my story of my beauty mm. so good so good yeah important uh, yeah so important oh my gosh um I have so many thoughts. Okay, let me like sort through them. Hold on. Um, <laughs> everything you yeah, said is just sure. so true and so powerful. But I'm curious if you would be my wouldn't mind sharing um, when it comes to I, and you've kind of touched on this a little bit already, but maybe we can focus on this a little more. Um, sure. What was the hardest challenge for you to overcome when it came to your physical beauty? Was it like you had shared a little bit of not wanting pictures of you out, you know, publicly and people not to see you and things like that. And so from that, from that physical beauty, and then also what about with your inner beauty? Like what challenges or which challenge was the hardest for you to face and overcome when it came to your physical beauty? And then also your inner beauty when those things kind of had to figure that when you had to kind of walk through that season. Absolutely. Um, 
so I, I, as far as inner beauty, which is an interesting and thought-provoking idea of what is already inside of you longing to come out anyway, mm. and what is cultivated through like crisis and the need. I mean, I love the thought is in Romans chapter five of the Bible that suffering, mm. suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope, and hope will never put us to shame. Mm-hmm. And I love the thought that in suffering, you can end up hoping, and in the process, you've gained perseverance and character, and that can never put you to shame, will never leave you longing for anything. So I wonder the inner beauty that needs to come out versus the inner beauty that is made. And I think it's probably some of both actually, Mm. but I, I imagine the biggest and most important step towards cultivating a true inner beauty is recognizing that this is no accident Mm. that it wasn't like this just was some mistakes that happened to me and like, ah, stinks, but you know, Mm. I'll make the best of it. No, this is like a story I get to live into. This was my calling Mm. all along, which Mm. is radical talk, but I believe it. Like I I was made to this life, my Mm. entire life, everything that happened to me when I was a little girl, all the way leading up to the moment I would become a lifelong disabled person was cultivating in my head and heart a level of compassion for others to minister and care for them, a desire to live boldly like I'd I'd always wanted a gritty story, you know? Mm. And then when it happened to me I didn't want it. Yeah. Yeah. And yet there was a cry of my soul that did that mm. did say, you know what, this is this is really exciting. I'm on an adventure now and mm. I get to spend my life figuring that out. And that's um, everybody in terrible moments of suffering is why don't we turn to like, oh my gosh, this is like the plan A for my life. I just didn't have eyes to see it that way. Mm. And it came, came at a very high cost, but that makes it even more precious, honestly. Mm. I get to be a part of this life, this story. Uh, I, th- so I think the um, fact that you just said I get to right like okay two things that really there's a lot that stood out to me but the two things toward the end was about um, a I get to but b even like the I wanted this gritty story which I think we all want an interesting story right like I there's been many times in my past that I've said things like I've had pretty like overall normal easy life I don't really know that much that I have to share about right like this isn't very interesting and sometimes I wish I had a harder story but it's interesting that I real like what you said about how but then once I had it I didn't want it I was like yeah same here <laughs> um but I think totally. when I when I've wanted that in the past it's I've wanted it for like I wanted that to be something that like I had already overcame right I was like I wish I could have just like inserted something into my story that like I've already overcome and it's way in the past and I don't have to actually live through it in the future but I have something interesting to talk about right um yeah but of course you always have to end up living through it and then in the middle of it you're like well actually I think I would take the easy normal life again (laughs) right like I'm good yes oh my gosh so much yes and we we want to skip through the chapters that are really bad and just get Mm -hmm. back to the good life yeah but the reality is you can't ever go back to the good life. The mm. good life's in front of you. Mm. It just looks different than you thought it would. Yeah. And don't don't miss the miracle that's in front of you because you're still stuck on what was behind. Mm. 
That's good. So good. Okay. I want to ask about marriage. Do you mind if we talk about this a little bit? Because I think we as women in our relationships and when we go through hardship or we go through, um, insecurity or we face, you know, challenges when it comes to how we view ourselves or what we're believing about ourselves or all, all that comes with suffering, especially when there's a physical element to it. Um, I would love to just dive into a little bit how that looks um, in tandem with with a partner because oftentimes that partner may be co-suffering with us but may not experience the same things that we do physically or emotionally when it comes to our beauty and our confidence. And so I would love to know kind of how this transformation and change in your life, specifically when it came to the physical element and kind of learning a new type of beautiful for yourself, um, a deeper type of beautiful for yourself, how did that maybe even initially before you got to a place where it was really something that you owned and really felt this is my story and I'm owning it. Um, how did this beauty or this maybe, um, insecurity that could have come with a lot of that you, a lot of what you experienced, how did that affect your marriage? Did it affect your marriage? Um, and what did that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think so much in our marriages as we face terrible trials mm. is to end up on the same side of the situation. Mm. So instead of putting the stroke like in between me and Jay, and then we're warring with each other, we're going to stand on the same side of this and fight it together. Mm. And that's what we have to do in all of our marriages. I think, are you mm. doing up in really different places? Mm. You got to come at things together, united and Jay, Jay tells um, it like like this, basically, uh, that Catherine is the one who had the stroke, but I might as well have because it mm-hmm. was my life, too. Yeah. You know, it affected everything in both of our lives. Mm-hmm. So when you're married, it's not like one of you get to pass to not really experience something. We, mm-hmm. we both are going through really hard stuff. And what we both have to do, and this is all of us in our marriages, in any conflict, in any hardship, is to learn to love a new person because Mm. suffering always creates different people. I mean, Mm. the reality is that we wake up every day to somebody who is constantly evolving and changing. They're Mm. never the same as when you married them. Mm. So can you learn to love someone new all the time because Mm. you are committed to them? And Mm. that's pretty powerful in our world today to say, I'm still choosing you, even if this is not necessarily how I feel today. That's, crazy talk almost like you would never want that but isn't there something incredibly beautiful about that like I am committed to you and I will learn to love what the suffering has done to you and how Mm. it has made you better honestly Mm. and maybe how it has made you a a wreck I'm gonna love it and I'm gonna love it and I'm gonna keep loving it even when it's really hard Mm. and I um I don't know I felt pretty strongly about like people really let their marriages go for minor things these days Mm. and like you can stay like Mm. I feel like no one's saying that real loud like Mm. yeah you can leave yeah but you can stay Mm. like you can and obviously I'm not talking about situations of domestic abuse Mm. or 10,000 other things Mm. but goodness like we can choose to say like this is really hard but we are Mm. in this together even Mm. when it's not happening to your body 
Mm, so good so true and that's something that a friend recently shared with me who she had her own suffering that she walked through but she said I really highly recommend taking the time to you know extra care for your marriage because it can so quickly drive a wedge Um, and I don't know if you ever experienced a moment or a season where you felt like there was there was some tension between um, you and your spouse or if it was always something that you were really united on but I know it's so common for suffering at, at least for a season especially if it's yeah. something that one person has experienced physically or personally in their life and then the other like totally experiences it with them but maybe they experience it differently right and it can be easy to think oh I'm alone in this even if you're physically with me um so I don't know I just I think it is so important to be told that message too of it's not it's not easy and it's gonna be hard and that's actually quite common especially through suffering oh my gosh yes do do you and and why wouldn't it be that way you know two two different human beings Mm. going through life experiencing pain of course there's tension like Mm. how how why wouldn't it be that way Mm. like we bought some weird lie Mm. um that marriage is going to be just like this endless pinterest like Mm. explosion of joy all the time Mm. when the reality is it's not that way at all Mm. and yet there's something very beautiful about staying Mm. in the moment and honestly jordan my issues were so horrible and tragic that Jig and I didn't even have time to really fight with each other. It was Mm. just survive together. Mm. So honestly, it was so bad during various seasons that there wasn't horrible, terrible tension because we were seriously like, I mean, he had to, you know, I mean, it was just awful mm. for so long. Mm. He had to shave my armpits um, mm. to this day. You know, he mm. still does that. Like he has that, to get That'll bond you. That'll bond you. Right. <laughs> like there was, there was really just, inti- I mean, he had to put liquid in my feeding tube to feed mm. me for the first year mm. after the stroke. So we're talking with like such intensity yeah. that, um, it pretty quickly led us to the place of like, we got to fight this together yeah. or neither, neither one of us are going to survive. And mm. I think that, um, can be the beautiful thing about perspective too is mm. now maybe, and I do mean, maybe we let the little things go more, mm. you know, yeah. there's more grace for each other because we've been through hell. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. You get, you do get perspective and you learn how to give more grace when you've been through hell because It does make you realize, I think it also, as much as there can be the wedge that's driven at different times when you're, when you're healing through things, right? Maybe not in the wake of the moment of the tragedy because it's survival, but there are times I think where there's kind of that, that healing process that starts to happen and it can take a toll on you as a person, on your marriage, things like that. But simultaneously, I, I find that you become almost as much as there's the pain and the healing and that can affect your person, your, your person and your relationship and whatnot. I also think it makes you a more, it makes you more deeply grateful um, for that relationship to whereas certain things may have been annoying in the past. Um, you realize how quickly you can lose anything, how quickly you can oh. lose so what's most what's most quote unquote normal, right? What you're so used to, whether that's walking yes. or, or family yes. or children or anything, and totally does it? There's a, there's a, a 
really powerful tenderness, I think, that emerges when you've been through bad suffering of any kind mm. to where you you are just more willing to show compassion because you're tender. Mm. Like you, you, you move through life just maybe just kinder because mm. you've been through hell. So, of course, you're going to with your spouse mm-hmm. prayerfully mm. in that where you're more forgiving and just mm-hmm. more willing to not judge and just love and just forgive and all the good stuff because you like you recognize life is short and mm. it's hard yeah. and maybe there's there's grace enough that abounds. Mm. Yeah. Gosh, that's so good. Oh man, so many things. Okay, here's what I want to ask. I'm curious about this. If yeah. there were a few takeaways that you could say this far, you know, in life about how you found beauty and how others can too. I know one of the ones that you shared was um, consider where you're getting kind of how you're how you're viewing beauty. Is it based off how other people view you or how you view you? Um, yes. But do you have any other thoughts on? Um, on that as far as takeaways that you've learned through your journey um, that we could just kind of boom, 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 like, okay, one is let's not, you know, or kind of shifting your perspective. But I'd love to hear a couple just so someone could, if they want to walk away from this episode with a couple things in their back pocket, that's what they can hold on to. Oh, gosh, yes, tons. Um, For me, beauty, true beauty is really internal, it's crazy. Beauty has nothing really to do with the external world at all. We've all been lied to. Beauty is so much, so much more about all the other parts of me and and how I look, which is amazing. And no one wants to say that out loud. We're also terribly insecure. Mm. <laughs> the way we look is amazing. We're beautiful. Mm. Let's own it. Like, yeah. why are we also insecure? Like, mm. I've got some scars, but they're the best part. Mm. And I look great. And no one can tell me I don't because I'm not listening to them. Mm. And it's about internal things. It's not about the external world at all. I love the thought that that the the physical world, everything happening in it is temporary. It's mm-hmm. not permanent. And how powerful to think like we're all getting older, let's be honest, and as we are all aging and eventually going to die and no one wants to talk about this either Mm. there's changes happening constantly and when we're in our teens or 20s or even 30s which i'm 38 so i can't really speak past that just yet (laughs) there is much less of a sense of we're all headed the same direction let's Mm. show grace Mm. and then i imagine as you get older you can show some more grace because it's like oh so we're all heading the same direction after all. And mm. perhaps beauty is much more internal than we ever recognized. Mm. And another point, and I guess a takeaway, and it is about beauty, but it's broader than that, actually. Mm. It's this. It's that if you have a pulse on planet Earth right now, then you have a purpose, mm. period. Mm. There is not more you could be or less you could be. No, if you have a pulse, it's for a reason. So mm. you have a purpose and that is connected to your physical beauty and your inner beauty and everything that goes into making you who you are. It's attached mm. to all of that, that the uniqueness of you in the world is on purpose. Mm. So good. 
Amen. Should I keep going? Or you, is that enough? you can totally keep going. But I mean, <laughs> that is so good. And that I just want you guys to put that in your back pocket if you're listening, because I think we can in our brains know that. But I, I think sometimes we have to hear it from a perspective of someone who has perspective and has felt all of the emotions or all of the insecurities that we felt and probably then some. Um, and, and to be able to learn that is so to learn that through experience gives such a sense of conviction. Um, but I just, yeah. even if yeah. you haven't had to learn that through your own experience of suffering yet, um, right. you probably will not to scare you, but at yeah. some point you probably will. Um, right. No, it's true. It's life. It's life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious who was your biggest or what was your biggest influence in seeing yourself as beautiful? Like, was there a, a I know it took time, but was there like a, an influence or someone or something that really helped you? Or was it just because of time? it began to be something your perspective shifted on? Good question. Um, hard to answer in some ways. I think that the truth is my whole life, I have always had um, a desire to grow and learn and, and be more than um what what my world was willing to offer me to be hmm. like i i wanted in on some of the the stuff that would have produced a type of character that i didn't necessarily need when i was growing up and a privileged charm lifestyle and you know i i wanted i wanted some of that rosa park story i wanted hmm. some of the of the grit that mm. comes through hardship mm. and i think that deep desire translated so beautifully into my adult life because mm. there was more of an acceptance of oh my gosh this is beautiful in a way i could have never ever cultivated mm. something that happened to me has created a beautiful story and beauty is mm. so much more than about our appearance i believe true beauty the truest beauty is about embracing where we are mm. in our story and owning it yeah. and choosing to love it it doesn't just happen that you love your story there's mm. a there's a very volitional side of that mm. there's a side that says now i'm going to learn to love this mm. and not like i'm just going to wake up one morning and this is awesome let's do this but right. no it's a period of acceptance mm. to love mm. that's good that's so good. Okay. I know you have two yeah. books out and I want to talk about this briefly. So your first book was Hope Heals and your new yes. book is Suffer Strong. And I know that recently came out. Can you briefly share a little bit about what this book is about and why you chose to write it? Absolutely. So Hope Heals, our first book, is literally the story of what happened to us. So Hope Heals is like our memoir, basically. Mm -hmm. the, our new book, Suffer Strong, is basically the lessons learned. It's mm -hmm. the what now. It's the how to survive mm -hmm. anything. And we believe it's all about redefining everything. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what this book emerged to be about and it's so crazy because it um launched in february of this year which who would have thought in february of 2020 that mm. the words suffer strong would be so entirely relevant right um in america in um yes yeah, summer 2020 you know right. who would have recognized where we'd all be mm. in a global pandemic 
it with tragic uh, social and racial unrest mm. that are um, so justified, I believe, absolutely, mm. but so so painful. And if you have compassion in your heart, your heart's breaking for what's happening mm. in our world all around. Mm. And um, suffering is in everybody's face. Yeah. And that is that's actually been a really weird slash I say this very I don't even want to use the word cool thing because it's not cool but it's um it's powerful and profound that mm. um perhaps we get to be a part of the guide to mm. suffering with strength even in really hard circumstances mm. so good so good okay where can everyone get suffer strong and hope heals where can they find it how can uh, they get in touch with everything that you're doing uh, you are so sweet, Jordan. It's all it's all our webs. I mean, books are sold everywhere. Books are sold from <laughs> Amazon, etc. But um, our website has all the books for sale too, and other info. Everything is Hope Heals. All our social, the website, everything is HopeHeals.com. Awesome, awesome. Well, Catherine, I wish we could talk forever because so much of your wisdom, I, I'm like, can I just call you whenever I'm like confused? Because you truly are oh. trailblazing in so many ways. And, you know, through uh, my own kind of first experience with a deep type of suffering, it's so life-giving to talk to you. And I know anyone who's experiencing suffering or even just insecurity and some things in their life that have thrown them off course from where they thought they were going to be going and having to redirect, if that makes sense, um, you really are yes. such a light in that what feels very clouded and dark when there's all of that chaos surrounding, whether it's tragedy or just total, you know, plans shifted or everything, everything in between. So truly, truly thankful for your time, for your wisdom, for your story and just everything you're willing to share. It's such a blessing. Oh, it's, it's a gift, Jordan. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I just, I feel a special connect um, you having recently gone through some very hard suffering of your own, there's just such a power in shared stories of mm. suffering being told. So thank you. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Catherine, I appreciate you being on. Thank you, everybody. Go get her book. Go check out Suffer Strong. Find it on Amazon. And then once you get it, share it on social media. Tag her. Go follow her. Support everything she's doing. She's making such a difference in the world. Oh, so sweet. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, 
we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.